Kate Northrup. And I'm Mike Watts. And we're partners in life, love, and business. Welcome to the Kate and Mike Show, where we share insights and interviews on entrepreneurship, relationships, parenting, self-actualization, and making a life, not just a living. Welcome to the Kate and Mike Show. This is Mike. And this is Kate. We're so happy to have you back. Welcome, welcome. So we're talking today about why mothers are wired for entrepreneurial ninjahood, or you could just say wild success or thriving or whatever. So this episode... Or whatever. Whatever whatever. you decided to say. So there are three specific things that I discovered as I was creating the Sustainable Success Workshop, which is available not right now, but you can get on the wait list to reserve your spot over at sustainablesuccessworkshop.com. I created this workshop for mom entrepreneurs like myself who have been taught by society that having kids will thwart your career success, right? That's sort of like the party line that, oh, well, you know, if you decide to have a family, it means you're going to get behind career-wise. And so I just decided because I'm a little bit, you know, I'm like a bit of a revolutionary. I just decided, well, what if that weren't true? What's some evidence that I could find that proves that wrong? Because when I have a belief system that I don't appreciate and that is not supporting me in creating what I actually want, I try to go about disproving it. So I found some things, which we're going to share with you in a minute, but I would love to know from you, Mike, how has becoming a parent shifted things for you as an entrepreneur? How do you think you've changed as an entrepreneur since becoming a father? Well, I can tell you what has been a little challenging about it. Sure. But then also what I changed. I was looking to see if we had new reviews that came in, but on the phone, it doesn't put them in order, so I can't pull it up. Okay. Yeah, for our giveaway. So what has changed? It's like my priorities for sure. You know, it's like the focus of the energy of what I'm working on on a daily basis. Because one of the... You know, it's like I'm either playing with Penelope or I'm working. And I would say that's been a little bit of a challenge on how I'm functioning on kind of where do I want to put my energy and spend time doing that at this moment. And it's a reevaluation process monthly, you know, weekly for that matter. So it's not something that is consistent all the time. So that's been that's changed since being a parent. Mm-hmm. Got it. That's great. Anything that's changed about your perspective on the world since becoming a father? Well, yeah, I didn't know you wanted everything. I, there was only I just, well, I'm just I just wanted a follow one. up question. <laughs> yes, there is. I want to make sure that the you know it's like setting the world up. It's a stereotypical thing of parents say, "I want to leave our kids better than what they were." Right, but the truth is, like, I do where we're at now. Yeah, and where we're at now in at this moment in October of 2017 is not a great place. Right. So in some ways, in some ways. Right. And so I think right now is like, it's to be that bright shining light in the world instead of the darkness. That's the darkness is really winning the conversation in this moment in time in many ways. And it depends throughout the day. Right. I think we go through cycles of what's taking place, but that I think the light at the end of the day, all in all circumstances and all is, actually shining brighter overall. Yeah, I don't think the darkness is winning. I think the darkness has become more visible. Yeah, correct. Well, I guess I said all that wrong for what I wanted it to be. Anyway, I think we get the point. That's not exactly... 
I know what you're saying and I know like what I wanted to, anyway, anyway, it's confusing. Okay. So becoming a parent has being, what was your question again? Let's start off. <laughs> you answered it. I asked you, how has your perspective on the world changed since okay. becoming a father? So I really want to, I want to be there. You know, I want to show Penelope that two people care about her and that would be part of her life. You know, that's a good way. So I want to make sure I show up as a dad and be in her life. And then also I know that's an example for other people. That wasn't the intention, but I know that that's feedback that I've received. So totally. Yeah. That sums it up. <laughs> God, that was a way off. I was awesome. all over the place. You're such a great guest. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So I want to get into these three ways that women who are mothers are wired for entrepreneurial success just in case you also were infected by the thought meme that becoming a mother would inhibit your ability to thrive in business or in your career. Yeah. And by the way, some of this applies to fathers and some of it applies to women who are not mothers. But for the purposes of specificity, I'm just going with mothers. Okay? So number one reason that mothers are wired to thrive as entrepreneurs is because during pregnancy, there's this part of the brain that changes, and it's the part of the brain responsible for what's called theory of mind. And your gray matter in this area actually shrinks, which I believe is, I'm not a neuroscientist, but I believe it's it has been, some people have posited this to the process of pruning, which is the way that your brain just gets rid of the unnecessary so it can conserve resources just for what's necessary. And the area that this pruning or shrinking happens is in the area of called theory of mind, which has to do with our ability to understand that other people could be thinking and experiencing different things than we are and our ability to care about that fact. I believe this is a leap. I'm not a neuroscientist, but when I read that study, I was so amazed and I thought to myself, wow, when we become mothers, our brain actually reorganizes to help us know what's important and what's not important. Because all of a sudden we're responsible for this tiny person that we were not responsible for before. And I don't know about you, but what I noticed when I became a mom is that I cared so much less about what other people thought or needed. I really just needed to focus on keeping our little girl happy and alive, basically keeping myself happy and alive and keeping my husband happy and alive. And it's not to say that I didn't care about other human beings, but it's like I didn't care about making other people happy. So a very practical example of that is our friends set up a meal train for us. And if you don't know this, it's mealtrain.com. It's a free service that you can sign up and it'll organize it so that families can bring either a family who's just had a child or where someone's sick or undergone surgery or whatever, you can sign up to bring meals. So each day we had hot meals delivered to our door, which was such a blessing during this time because just like not having to worry about what you were going to eat was so huge. Now, I am fully aware when somebody has a baby, you want to stop by and hold the baby and visit with them. But what we did is we had a cooler on our front porch and we had a note that said, thank you so much for the food. We are napping or conserving our energy or whatever right now. You can just go ahead and leave the food in the cooler. We're so grateful. 
thank you. And that, before I became a mother, I never would have done that because I know people stopping by want to see the baby. But I was just, I did not have (laughs) the emotional energy or the physical energy to socialize. And so I just didn't care. Like, I didn't spend a minute thinking about, oh, God, are they not going to like me? Whatever. I was just like, if they don't like me, that's really their problem. (laughs) So this is just a word if you're listening and you haven't had kids. If you have people in your life who are having kids, the most helpful thing you can do is bring them food or, like, go over and clean their house and do their laundry. I think it's this illusion in our culture that it's helpful to go over and hold the baby. Not helpful. Not helpful at all. If you want to help, bring food, do laundry, take out the trash, mow the lawn, you know, clean up the kitchen, do the dishes, whatever. Okay. So that was one thing I thought it was really interesting, just that our brain wiring literally changes to make us focused on keeping our kid alive and not worrying so much what other people think. Very cool, right? Mm-hmm. Now, you already were wired this way, <laughs> came into the world not caring so much Uh, what other people think. According to you, it's also... Can you stop doing that because you're making little noises on the recording? They can't hear it. I'm just playing with crystals. It's all good. Okay. Okay. I get called to pick up a crystal and that's Uh it. I just pick it up. Okay. That's it. That's all. I I fidget and it drives Kate bonkers. It's really annoying. You just have to breathe through it, honey. (laughs) Just breathe through it. Yeah, but mine, mine is a little too extreme though. Sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. But do you feel that becoming a father changed the way you care yes. or don't care about what other people think? Yeah, I'm going to have to like socialize more with people. You know, like, for example, <laughs> not in a bad way. I don't As mean a, a bad father? way. Yeah, because like she's going to go to school and stuff and yeah. there's going to be like other parents there. So I'm going to have to like put on the fake face a little bit and be like, you know, sometimes you don't really want to hang out with people and you're just like, OK, whatever. You know, <laughs> so I think from that standpoint, everybody knows what I'm talking about, you know. So, no, I just think it's it's also forcing me to grow. Right. It's forcing me to really put myself in situations maybe I don't necessarily want to be in at that moment because that's what we're doing to support like Penelope. Like school functions? Yeah, like school functions. Like, I'm still not... Your mom asked me the last time we were here for... This is a little bit side note, but for the... So Penelope goes to a co-op daycare and it's run by the parents. So you, you every once a month there's board meetings and Kate went to the last board meeting and I was, you know, here with Penelope and Kate's mom was here and she's like, so, like, do you go to the board meetings too? I was like, yeah, we rotate on and off usually... I think it's about every other month, maybe. Maybe uh, you're two for one. I, I think you're a two, two for, for one. one. And the biggest thing is, like, I don't know what to do there. Like, I'm confused. Like, I, I go to the board. I'm just confused in what we're supposed to be doing. And I feel like we're not doing a lot. So I just, I don't know. And we're new. We're the new Mike family. Mike and I are the head of the fundraising committee. Right. Now we are. Yeah. Mostly um, I'm the head of the fundraising <laughs> committee. <laughs> That's because there's only been, like, one meeting. But you, yeah, we got signed up for it. And, yeah, so... Anyway, I, yeah, so I'm just confused. But that type of thing is it pushes me to, like, go hang out with people that I don't know. And, you know, like, you put in a situation where you don't know. And then you, like, try to remember everybody's name. And I don't remember everybody's name. That's one of the biggest things that, it, like, it makes me uncomfortable not to remember everybody's name. So then it's, like, makes me not want to go, which isn't a very good reason. 
because they're all delightful people. We could do a little Facebook. I um, need it's confusing. There's like and, you know and flashcards. Twenty children to remember names of. Jill, and if then, you're listening to this, I just want you to know we know your name. Yeah, I know Jill. But there's like twenty <laughs> kids, and then there's like you know every kid at least has two parents, you know, on top of that, and then it's like so that's like forty adults to know, and it's like it gets a little overwhelming sometimes. So anyway. Okay, thing number two that makes women perfectly wired. I got a second one. Can I do a second one? It's caused me to like slow down. And I think that's been really cool is that I've forced, it's forced me to slow down. And that's been really great as well. And I think that's actually a benefit to business. Like I, for sure. I remember we interviewed Liz Long, my friend, our friend Liz Long for our case study series in the spring launch. And you can do a quick, we'll include this in the show notes at katenorthup.com forward slash podcast, because I now know where those live. And you can watch this video about slow success. And Liz said she knows for sure that she lost out on tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars of revenue in the early days of her business, because she was rushing so much. Mm -hmm. And if there has been one thing, you're so right, becoming parents has forced us to slow down and become much more deliberate about what we allow into our lives and what promotions we're doing and what business projects we'll say yes to. You know, some things are just such an obvious no because there's just not space and that slowing down, I do believe has led to a lot more business success than when I was just like running around saying yes to everything and doing everything. Yes, our numbers are showing that. Our as numbers well. do show that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thing number two that makes women who are mothers wired for entrepreneurial success is that becoming a parent does not come with a set of instructions. So you are forced to become good at thinking on your feet and innovating. And the other thing that does not come with a set of instructions is your business. So despite the fact that you'll see a million Facebook ads that say, follow my seven step blueprint to make, you know, six figures in your first launch, it just doesn't work that way. There's no business that's just like another business and you have to make it up and you have to innovate and you have to be willing to think on your feet and make it up as you go along. And so because entrepreneurs are naturally good at that, they make great parents. And because parents are naturally good at that, they make great entrepreneurs. And so I will say, I found it extremely challenging that there weren't just like a series of steps that I could apply to Penelope to make her skin better or to make her sleep or to make her stop crying or whatever. Like I really wanted there to be a set of instructions that if I just followed them perfectly, they would work, but there weren't. And in our business, it's really the same thing. It's just like, yes, you can follow the plan. And we've certainly, you know, our friend Amy Porterfield has great webinar systems and we follow the steps, but then we tweak along the way to apply to our own situation. And it's this very same thing with, you know, any sleep program for your kid or this or that. Like the best advice that I've ever heard about parenting came from somebody on my Facebook page who heard from a nurse when she was just had given birth, read your baby, not a book. And I think that's really powerful. I do believe in reading books more about business than parenting, to be perfectly honest, unless it's by Dr. Shafali, in which case I stand by everything she says. Why? And then also Mothering from Your Center by Tammy Lynn Kent. I stand by that one as well. Because I feel like 
this may just be my own experience, but I feel like books on parenting, especially like on methods for potty training or methods for sleeping or methods for making your kids stop doing X, Y, Z, just plays so into the illusion of control. And as a mother, I find the hardest part of it is that I feel out of control. And so I feel like the whole parenting book industry is playing on a deep wound, which is like, you can't control your kid. And you can't trust yourself to make the right decision. Right. And so it pours salt in the place of the wound where we don't trust ourselves. And we think like, it's so scary to be responsible for this kid. And then you're so tired. And then you like think that this sleep book is going to help. And if you just follow the rules perfectly, I have to say, it very much plays into that same part of me that has a little bit of an eating disorder of just like, if I do it perfectly, everything's going to be perfect. And that actually does work with food. I will say like, if you follow the rules, you get the results, but it didn't work in parenting. So I'm happy to say that parenting has hopefully been breaking down that part of myself that can get very, very regimented right. to a scary extent. And usually with food, it's a limited time. Oh, thing yeah, right sure. you're doing something yeah. for a small period it's like setting with parenting we're setting it up so it's lifelong like we're you know <laughs> with what we're doing with penelope right now it's establishing that and i'd say for myself from a food standpoint because i've been on a little bit of journey that lately right now i feel great about my program of what i'm doing you know with the intermittent fasting and all that stuff so yeah it's the best i've ever felt about it truthfully so it's cool okay but what is that <laughs> great. i know right but what is it about that makes the, let's say Tammy Lynn Ken's book or Shafali? Yeah. So Tammy Lynn Ken's what to make book, those Mothering books from different. Your Center, is a guidebook to come back to your center. Got it. And take your own best advice. Right. Like she's not saying do these five steps and your kid will sleep through the And night. I think it's the same. She's the sa- saying go back to your center, here's how, and you know what's best. And Dr. Shafali is teaching us to be more conscious. Okay, cool. And so it's like much more global things that will help you in life. It just happens to be applied to parenting. But it's the same for business as well, because you could read a hundred books on the techniques to create your best Facebook ads. Right. But until you start running Facebook ads, then you're not going to actually learn those techniques are effective or not. But then a lot of, I'd say my biggest business books that I've gotten the most out of some of the techniques are fine so it could be same like putting your kid to sleep technique right but those have been fine but the biggest things have been reading biographies or Mm -hmm. other entrepreneurs or business owners successes the journey of how they've been able to do that and because it's building confidence in myself that like I'm able to do that and follow along that journey it's documenting the process Yeah. And for me, the most powerful business books are also stories, but then also mindset stuff. Yes. Where, you know, for example, the other day I started the book by Gary Keller, The One Thing, and he and I are totally on the same page about doing less and like about focus and same thing, essentialism, Greg McCowan. It's about doing less, but better. So that's really a mindset that you apply to everything. They're not saying like, do these six steps... It drives me absolutely insane when it's like, do these six steps and guaranteed blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, nothing. That doesn't work. Right. So number three? Number three is actually for all women, not just mothers. 
And this is that women's brains are wired to make connections between both hemispheres, the hemisphere of logic and the hemisphere of intuition and emotion. And so a study at UPenn showed that a man's brain is much better at getting from like point A to point B. So following directions, like a linear set of directions, do this, then do that, then do this, then do that. And if you start off at point A, you will end up, you know, in Detroit, Michigan or whatever, like wherever it is you're wanting to go. So much more linear. A woman's brain, on the other hand, is not as good at doing that, which is why I'm not as good of a navigator in the car. (laughs) A woman's brain is much better at looking at everything going on in a situation and drawing connections between it all and also coming up with solutions that will help everybody win. So we really need that style of leadership right now on the planet. We, our company, by the way, could not run without Mike's brain. So I am not in any way trashing the male brain. And it couldn't run without your writing. Right. (laughs) It's true, but it takes both. Right. Right. So I'm just saying it takes both. Are you trashing my brain? No, I'm not. No, I think your brain is amazing because I don't even know how our business works most of the time. Like, you know, okay, if I have this idea, it's going to take this series of steps in order to make it happen. Right. And I'm just like on to the next thing or thinking You're, about whatever. You and introduce so, the idea, are overwhelmed by all the things that need to happen. Yes, and you completely, come up with because idea. I see how they're all connected Correct. and I'm all glomming them together, right. which really serves in leadership positions mm-hmm. so that we can see, because the typical male brain will see a goal and in a linear fashion. And we got to get there. Go for it. The right. female brain will see a goal And we'll see how that goal affects everybody, how every single step interacts, how it's all connected to every other person involved and how they're going to feel about it. And so that is why now that serves us in business, obviously, because seeing how everything is connected is really important for creating social enterprise, you know, creating triple bottom lines and creating businesses that are going to take us into the next era of leadership that we need, which is about, you know, conscious capitalism and businesses that can thrive while also helping the whole planet thrive and communities thrive. So it's not just about I win, you lose, but it's about we all win. That's so needed. But also both styles of brain are needed. But it's really important to know Especially if you've been in an environment where you're one of the only women or where men run your company, it's really important to know that just because you're a woman doesn't mean you're any less equipped to lead. In fact, it may mean that you're more equipped to lead in a way that we need right now so desperately in our world. So your brain is wired for it. You can't help it. And I will say some men, especially left-handed dominant men, are also a little bit more wired that way. So it's not as straightforward as like, you know, if you have a penis, this, and if you have a vagina, this, like, it's not that clear. So I'm over, I'm vastly oversimplifying quite a complicated topic, but in general, that is the case. So these are the three reasons. As a recap, number one, when you get pregnant, your brain changes to help you focus on only what matters. And I think I forgot when I said about number one, how that helps you in business, 
which is that we can't get so distracted by all the things and by, you know, by running around in business, we have to be focused on just what matters. And so the changes in your brain, I believe that are caused by pregnancy will also help you in business. Number two, you are being wired to innovate and make things up as you go along as a parent, and it makes you thrive in business as well. And then number three, as a woman, your brain is optimally wired to see connections between everything and to see solutions that help everyone. And that is why, as a mother, and also as a woman, and also as a parent, you are optimally wired to thrive in business. So that's what we have for today. Cool. Anything else, on? No. Great. All right, well, thanks. I don't think you're trashing men's brains, by the way. Well, I didn't think so either. I'm definitely not. But I just like to make that known because I think sometimes, especially a wounded man will listen and automatically Correct. go into like, oh, well, she's well, no, saying women are you, better, which I am not saying. Even if you look at the whole global economy right now, like just take the United States, for instance, right? The majority of businesses in the country and all that stuff was run by men for a really, really long time. Yes. And it brought us to a place that was growth we are judged quarterly. We are growing in this way and it was only done one way. And yeah. now that there is a lot more women in the workforce and there's a lot more women that are starting to enter leadership is now it's starting. Things are being pushed back where it's being thought about doing it differently. Yes. We need and, it anyway. Right. And so that's what's, you know, it's all causing a lot of like headbutting basically because we're changing what we're changing the old way that's been done. And no, I agree. I, I think it's, both ways, it's valuable both ways. We've just been out of balance. Correct. With, with the male style being the only way. Correct. And we and need more of the, yeah, the feminine For style. sure. Yeah, it's cool. Mm-hmm. And I so like it. So thanks for listening. And if you want to leave a review over on iTunes, we are going to do giveaways. We'll do another one next week because we can't figure out which one is the most recent review on my phone (laughs) right oh we'll do it next week but we're giving away a copy of money a love story either the print version or the audio version whatever you prefer yes thank you very much for listening bye-bye bye hey thanks for listening to the show this is kate and i have a special invitation for you which is to a free workshop that i'm teaching called the sustainable success workshop this is a three-part video workshop. You can get it for free over at sustainablesuccessworkshop.com. And it will teach you the strategies that I've been using to do less, yet achieve more, more revenue, more time freedom, more creative fulfillment, and to work in a way that we can imagine doing for years to come without burnout and without exhaustion. So if you feel exhausted and burned out by the way you've been working, if you feel like you have too much on your plate, I want you to head over to sustainablesuccessworkshop.com. You can get on the list over there for the workshop, and I promise you what I am teaching you have not learned before. The number one comment we have gotten from this workshop is, Why did I never know this stuff before? Mind blown. So head over there and I will see you for the workshop.